It used to be an exciting hole with the Eisenhower tree before in 1975. I think it was struck by lightning. <laughs> they had to tear it down. I think it was like 2015. But <laughs> <laughs> These are the tales of golf past as you've never heard them before. Our guests tell stories blending historic rounds on and off course moments, memories of personal catastrophe and elation, and yes, alcohol. I'm Jer. I'm Proy. I'm Joe. And I'm Megs. We do the work, you tell the story. These are the Lynx stories. My name is Mike, and I'm going to tell the story of the 2000 Masters, when Vijay Singh shocked the world. The big Fijian. The imposing character, only the second black man to ever win the Masters in 2000. Mm -hmm. Going into the 2000 Masters, I believe Tiger was the the Vegas odds favorite, coming off a hot... 1999 campaign going in as the favorite to the 2000 masters all eyes were on tiger but vj had a different story in mind let's just get this out of the way at the beginning how do you feel about vj Singh? i think he's steeped in controversy and no one understands him i think he's got like one of the most Un, um, unappreciated backstories of anyone in golf because no one knows his story, but it's so crazy. Like, he's from Fiji. He should be like, why is he not as world renowned as Tiger? You know, like he came from humble beginnings in Fiji. He's like such an icon there. But he, he he shuns away from the spotlight. He doesn't do media ever. And he just spends thousands of hours on the driving range. And no one knows what he's doing. And no, he never really talks to anyone. <laughs> so you can either think he's this, like, really friendly, just big man, kind of like an Ernie Els character. Or he's like an aloof kind of angry soul because he doesn't really talk to anyone. I don't really, I can't really put my finger on him, but I love watching him play because he's got such a crazy fluid swing. It's pretty cool. I was able to watch him in person once in Detroit um, on the champions tour. And he was so cool. Like every, every time he hits his drive, he looks like he's in pain and he's like leaning over as if, as if the tee shot is going to go out of bounds, but it's right down the middle. <laughs> I always thought his his spine looks like it's a like a spring, and it like he kind of like wobbles back and forth. Yeah, he like wobbles and then wobbles to the right, then wobbles to the left, and he squints and he's like concerned and puzzled. It's like once he his starts ball leaning, is just going right down the middle of the fairway, perfect. <laughs> It's just the momentum. Like if he if he leans just like a half inch, it's just the spring has to go that way before it bounces back. 
Uh, he, he takes the club back really far, comes down and through, and then he just never stops swinging. He doesn't like pose <laughs> finish. He just keeps spinning and then moving in one fluid motion. That's right. One of the funniest quotes from the 2000 Masters was David Faraday when he said, <laughs> he watched one of his swings and Faraday goes, it's like watching snow fall from a tree branch. <laughs> is that why david duvall was wearing a snow cap at augusta must have been freezing yeah yeah so this is this is the masters this is the first major of the year everyone's looking forward to this tournament i was nine years old at this time and i was starting to get the golf bug watching tiger woods seeing all that buzz so going into this year, I was like, probably along with the rest of the country, hoping Tiger would just start off with a tear in 2000. And I think the first round, I think VJ was ranked 12th in the world. So certainly a big, big player at the time. Um, Tiger, the rising stars in the field. We have um, a lot of the other big hitters. I think Olaf Abel won the year before. Um, Ernie Els, um, David Duvall, former number one back in 99, really close to this time period. So he's going to be a big name in this tournament. Um, he's also going to play, he's also going to play a dual role as a Bond villain in this. He's got the bomb look from Thursday to Sunday. He is stone cold ice (laughs) bond, (laughs) all black dark dark clothing very 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 sketchy choice of eyeglasses <laughs> he, he looks like the the stock bond villain that you don't choose when you're playing goldeneye on N64. <laughs> like the loser one you skip over <laughs> him to get to a job he's the villain on the snow level Yes. Yeah, the snow <laughs> suit with the goggles. <laughs> we'll get to that out. But... What are you drinking there, Mike? I got a Malbec. Mm. Ooh la la. Just deep into this bottle of Malbec right now. I thought you'd pick up a bottle of Fiji water for this. <laughs> no, man, I don't drink bottled water in this house. Not even for VJ? Nah. Well, I guess before I dive into the golf, the year 2000 is kind of a crazy year. Turn of the millennia. The Rams had just won the Super Bowl. That's right. St. Louis guy. Kurt Warner, savior of a small Missouri (laughs) town. (laughs) Our movie. Yeah, it's coming out. Did you know that he bagged groceries? Have you ever heard that? Oh my God, he's got such an inspiring story. I used to bag groceries. You don't make a movie out of my life. <laughs> I was a bagger at Schnooks for two and a half years. <laughs> what was your first paycheck amount? A dollar sixty-four. After all the the union dues were stripped out of it. Never cashed that first check. Back in the good old days. Did you hang that check on your wall? Didn't hang it on the wall. I just 
shoved it into my director <laughs> drawer. It's good. You can't um, trust banks. <laughs> we get into this Masters tournament, and so BJ shoots an even par first round in the mix, certainly not leading the tournament. Um, Dennis Paulson is our first round leader, but as we all know about the Masters, the cream certainly rises to the top after four days, and we were not going to see anything from Dennis Paulson throughout the rest of this tournament, nor the rest of his career. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Megs, what can you tell us about Dennis Paulson? His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> it's Robert Paulson's brother. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Dennis Paulson. <laughs> oh, oh man, Dennis Paulson. This is um, this is strikingly like a Ryder Cup captain central. We've got uh, we got Steve Stricker, we got Paul Azinger, Darren Clark, Tom Lehman, um, Tom Lehman. That's a lot of Ryder yeah. Cup captain names on the first. Did Steve season. Stricker play in the Ryder Cup around this time? You tell me. He did. <laughs> Most certainly did. Um, there we go. Wisconsin man, humble man. Nice. We got Rocco. We got Rocco Mediate one under after uh, day one. Good old Rocco. There. Wonder if he was wearing his pins. <laughs> Nineteen pieces throw, of flair. He's throwing his hands up after every shot. <laughs> they only give out the one pin from the Masters. I, I think it's like a clip, really. But the uh, you know the the gift shop tent. I'm sure he was using all like gear fresh off the fresh off the hangar. Just got to represent. Got to got to be a tourist at all times. Yeah, Rocco. Oh, Rocco. So after the first round, Tiger shoots a 75 three over which I think is Tiger's MO to just shoot over par on a Thursday at the Masters and then just turn it around after that. So Tiger's still in the back of your mind. You know he's there, he's lurking, he's not going anywhere. But the storylines aren't full of Tiger after the first round. VJ's even par along with Hal Sutton. Olafabel, who won last year. Nick Faldo, before he, um, back in the heyday, he's playing golf. Now he's the illustrious CBS commentator that everyone loves with his mutton chop sideburns. But David Duval shoots a hot, blazing hot 65, low round of the day on, on Friday to vault himself into the lead. Feeling confident, feeling like an assassin, probably wearing all black. His underwear is probably black as well. Nobody even That's saw funny. him shoot that 65. He just <laughs> did it so stealthily. But VJ is right there. He shoots a 67 on this on this Friday. So he's one shot back. Phil Mickelson. Who, had, who has yet to win at Augusta at this stage. He's hungry as ever. Probably 
a couple million dollars in the hole from his latest stint in Vegas, <laughs> trying to win some back. <laughs> Probably has a hefty bet on himself on this round. <laughs> All big names on this on this leaderboard on Friday. It must have been pretty exciting. Lauren Roberts, a household name. Tied with the likes of Sergio Garcia, who's in the midst of his own yip debacle with the grip of the most frustrating thing to watch as a golfer, his grip on TV. Um, Lauren Roberts, T7, shoots a 69 on Friday. Lauren Roberts, born in 1955. <laughs> Sponsored by my rival, Ernst & Young, who I will forever despise Lauren Roberts. <laughs> Can I maybe change your mind uh, by telling you Lauren Roberts' nickname that I just found? Tell me his nickname. His nickname is Boss of the Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I do not oh know. Boss of the Monks. It sounds like a horrible fraternity name <laughs> that everyone would hate you. He's just like the butt of every joke. <laughs> but Lauren Roberts stays around all the way through the weekend. So we will be hearing Lauren Roberts' name later on in this in this story, in this journey. He tries to make a late late surge on Sunday, but then he remembered that he's Lauren Roberts. So he <laughs> he failed. Boss of the Moss can only rise so high. Right. Are we ready for the third round? I, I mean the so. thing is I just don't know anything about these first two rounds. Yeah, we... <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so now we're, we've made the turn, we're going into Saturday, and really there's a lot of carnage um, on Saturday. There's only a handful of players that have been able to stay under par up to this point. A lot of big names um, kind of hovering in contention, but not in the lead. We have Davis Love the third, some of the strongest forearms you'll ever see in the game of golf. Um, long hitter, even back then, even though Tiger Woods is coming onto the scene at this point. Uh, Phil Mickelson still there at one under, six back from VJ at this point. Um, and then you got Mike Weir, Canadian lefty as well, playing with Phil. Um, two lefties. It's, it's, it's also fabled that lefties have an advantage at Augusta. Mm. Um, so the lefties are really trying to, you know, work that into their favor, but they're six back with Saturday um, at the end of the day on Saturday. So quite a bit of real estate to make up on Sunday. Um, and then you got Tiger Woods as well, one under with a 68 on Saturday. So he is certainly lurking, as I'm sure Nance would have said about nine times during the broadcast. <laughs> um, and then uh, the, the, in, in T9, Tom Lehman and Nick Price, some some of the classier gentlemen in golf right there at even par. So Duvall and 
and BJ were pretty neck and neck all day Saturday, trading one-shot leads here and there. But going into the back nine, um, the treacherous par three, Duvall kind of implodes on himself with a double bogey, hits it in the water, swings his club, frustrated, yells at his caddy, I think. I think there was a gust of wind that they didn't account for, but hits it into the water, ends up with a double bogey. So the momentum's starting to swing into BJ's favor on the middle part of this back nine, right at the end of the amen corner here. So they Duvall is able to bounce back with the birdie at the par five, 13th, and VJ just with the par. I think that is one of the harder holes, though, um, even though it's a par five. Pretty difficult to birdie. And then BJ closes it out strong with a birdie on 14. And then finishing the day, there was some very, very hectic storms um, that can't suspended play for the last four players that were out there. So VJ, Duvall, Ernie Els, and Lauren Roberts had to walk off the course with about four holes to play, four to five holes to play. So going into Sunday, the nerves must have been pretty high for some of these guys having to sleep on the lead with 22 holes to play on Sunday. The Sunday morning, they come up bright and early. Duvall is dressed like an absolute clown with snow pants on, bright blue billowy snow pants and a Titleist beanie that's not even covering his ears. And those shades that look like he's at a 1980s ski resort in Aspen, Colorado. <laughs> that's exactly what um, I was thinking. He's he's ready for the slopes. It's like he's about to start filming a a porno or something with those those shades. Um, what would it, what would the name of that film be? The name of Duvall's porno probably <laughs> Boss of the Moss. <laughs> 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 Boss of the sauce. That's terrible. Um, let it snow, let it show. Oh, mm. That'd be clickbait for those. Um, for those. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. For who? You know those those moms that love love the holidays, love Christmas. They're just you know surfing the web. <laughs> They're trying to get ready for the holidays. Oh, let us know. Let stumbling, it innocently stumbling across, uh, you know, the peak, if you will, of David Duvall's career. David Duvall kind of looks like he could be a swinger. Could see it. Yeah. So I think was it was it on the 18th hole he had a putt for birdie. I, I honestly don't know what I'm saying anymore. Get a little more wine. <laughs> <laughs> the wine will decide. There's a there's a chance for Duvall to pick up some momentum with a birdie putt. It's about a ten foot swinger, much like his own sexual proclivities. 
he burns the edge and then misses and vj comes around and makes his birdie putt from the fringe so ernie or deval then has a three shot deficit going into sunday so he's got to go to the first hole tee it up with the three shot with ground to make up and vj just saunters over to the first tee with those noodle legs of his <laughs> same expression has not left his face since the morning might he have had some help from an illegal substance mike mm. perhaps perhaps he's been known to spray deer antler spray on the bottom of his tongue before every round which has since so been cleared by the pga tour <laughs> but not after a five-year-long lawsuit that damaged his person his reputation well those early mornings might not be so bad for yeah when he's hopped up on ghg yeah. hormones from antler deer antlers yeah ghg <laughs> there's some sort of growth hormone in the deer antler spray hgh <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> What is GHG? He's hopped up on HGH. GHG is greenhouse gas emissions. I'm in sustainability consulting, so I I, I just live GHG emissions. Right now. It's on the tip of my tongue at all times. I mean, there's probably multiple problems with that deer deer antler spray. GHG, HGH, you know, a little bit of everything. Growth hormone of growth. <laughs> growth hormone of growth. Hormone growth. <laughs> so he's <laughs> he's got his deer antler spray on the first tee. David Duvall has shed off his snow pants and he's taken off his beanie. He's ready for the 18 holes. He's completely naked at this point. <laughs> he's got his mock black tight-fitting shirt start off the sunday morning at augusta jim nance opens up the broadcast on the sixth hole with highlight reel playing the first six holes to bring us up to speed i think they were showing so deval birdies number two to get within two shots of sing and then VJ goes around and bogeys the third hole. So all of a sudden, his lead's only down to one. And meanwhile, Tiger is just two under through four. So he's within three shots of the lead at this point after four holes as well. So all of a sudden, in the beginning, we see the leaderboard consolidating a little bit. There's some life in the players. The leaderboard shrunk down. So we have, we have a match. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. We have uh, some competition here on, on a Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I think the coverage does start in the sixth hole um, with Duvall making a birdie. And this is going to be the story of the second half of the back nine. Duvall making birdie and then seeing matching with the, with the birdie putt in the same hole. So just really, you can just tell the ball is getting frustrated because bj is not backing down 
Yeah, so Duvall and VJ trade birdies at number six. They both par seven. Going into the par five eighth, really could be a momentum swinger either way. We see VJ hit an absolute dime five metal to about 20 feet, trickles over the slope left of the green, comes to about 20 feet behind the hole. He's got an eagle putt. And Duvall is right around the green. He's 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 threatening birdie as well. BJ hits the worst putt anyone has ever seen on the eighth green, about six feet right. Misses it. The commentator had a really, really scathing comment at that putt. Like sometimes Augusta makes you look like an absolute ass. <laughs> well now I gotta hear it. All week, of course, the wind was strong against yesterday. That is a horrible misjudgment of the line. He knew it was going to be slick, but he just got it started in the wrong direction. About the worst part we've seen. The, the greens at Augusta are very fast and slopey. They can embarrass a player to the ninth. Anyways, they both end up making birdie, so they match each other again, which is kind of the story on the front nine. In the ninth hole, par four, VJ just sticks his approach shot to three or four feet. Duvall hits a phenomenal shot as well, matches VJ. They both make birdie. So they're they're starting to separate themselves from the field. It's really VJ, the imposing, calm, cool, collect character versus the hungry menace Duvall making the turn. They finish the front nine. BJ's nine under. Duvall's eight under, leading up to a back nine that will surely <laughs> shock the world. <laughs> felt the anticipation with every word that you were going to say next. Starting the back nine, BJ's got a one-stroke lead on Duvall. Lauren Roberts is at five under. He's four back. So really, at this point, it's it's Singh and Duvall. They're only one stroke in between them. They both nuke their drives on number 10 right down the middle. I think that pole calls for a high sweeping draw. And they both hit really good shots. BJ sees what Duvall did. Hits, he hits the conservative shot to the middle of the green. He two putts for par. And Duvall fails to get up and down. So he drops another shot. So they finish the 10th hole. BJ with the two-shot lead going into amen corner. They both par number 12, the par three. They both... Duvall hits a good shot to the green. Singh actually pulls his long on 12, hits one of the azalea trees, and it bounces into the bunker with a miraculous break, actually. Mm -hmm. So VJ really gets away with one. He has a nice lie in the bunker on 12, hits a great shot, makes the putt for par, gets out of there. Duvall misses his birdie putt. So what could have been a huge swing really goes in VJ's favor. So they go into the 13th hole. 
still with that one shot lead for BJ. 13's a par five. So another possible drama moment here. Um, I think it's it's crazy to know that like V that Duvall is just coming off <laughs> from being number one in the world. He he probably thinks he's invincible. Like these par four, these par fives at a, at Augusta, he's probably brimming with confidence. I think he strikes it right down the middle, decides to go for it to hit the green and hits it in that hazard, just right at the pin, which is a huge mistake given he could have just probably laid up and I don't know if he would have wanted to lay up on a par five, but still you can't hit into the water to win. I'm kind of blabbering at this point, but <laughs> ball gets a bogey on the par five. So the, sh the lead is now three with four, with five to play. They both trade pars on 14. Not the most exciting hole out in Augusta. I have no idea what 14 is. <laughs> it's 14, that boring par four that's kind of just dead straight. Yeah. Sounds right. <laughs> yeah, so hole 15, the second par five on the back nine. I think the back nine at Augusta like is defined by these par fives, these scorable par fives that cause all this drama. So Duvall's in the fairway. He needs something big to happen on this par five. He steps up, hits a, hits a nice shot, a big draw, um, hits the right side of the green. The, the par 15, or the par five, number 15 green is really like wide. It's like a really wide, thin green. And he hits it, so he's got an eagle putt. VJ steps up to his shot. He's behind a couple trees. He has to hit a really, really difficult hook around some trees, he's over in the shade. He hits a really, really nice shot, hooks around the trees, hits the middle of the green, and then the draw of the spin like brings it around to the back of the hole, probably like 15 feet away. So he matches Duvall and essentially wags his finger at him and says, no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You're gonna have to fight for this one. All that practice is paying off for VJ. Mm -hmm. He's known to just pound it at the yeah. range. Just always at the range, hitting shots over and over and over and over. Yeah, I don't know how. you. I feel like you'd have to go crazy hitting so many balls. I wonder what he thinks about when he's hitting balls at the range. David Duval's face. <laughs> I think VJ hit so many he would go to the range so often that and his caddy would go with him and his caddy got divorced because um, <laughs> he was at the range so so much I think that that's wow. true yeah sad sad Duvall hits a really good lag putt burns the edge almost makes eagle but VJ has that short eagle putt as well. He misses, so they both trade birdies on the par five 15, so they go into 16, par three, still with that three-shot lead that VJ has. Pretty iconic hole at Augusta, really loud roars 
at that bowl around the green. But none of these, neither of these players will get a roar because they both hit pretty shitty shots into the middle of the green. BJ three jacks it for a bogey. And Duvall is able to two putt for a par. Even with all these lackluster putts from BJ, he's he had about 36 putts on his first round. But at this point in his round, I think he only has around 20 putts. So he's putting pretty well, all things considered, even though the commentators are effectively railing him for shitty putts. <laughs> Some of the bad reads he's taking. Ernie ties Duvall at this point, which is notable mm. as well. Mm-hmm. With a birdie of his own on 15. Yeah, 17. I mean, they both hit the fairway. They both hit the green. Pretty lackluster putt by Duvall. Really, really poor putt. Leaves it short. Needs a birdie. He's he's down two shots with two holes to play. He needs to birdie. Got to think he's got a birdie 17 and 18. And he isn't able to convert, so they both walk away with par. Ernie Els is lurking, but he's cooled off. He's birdied three of the last six holes on the back nine to come within shouting distance. But at this point, VJ starting to run away with it. So the 18th hole at Augusta, I've always thought this was the most like intimidating tee shot of of any hole because it's such a thin little shoot aiming to like a teeny little fairway that it opens up quite a bit, but the tee shot is just like super intimidating. But they both pipe it down the fairway. Duvall hits a bomb, but VJ's also in the fairway, but he's a little further back. So VJ goes first. So BJ hits an awesome shot to that middle pin location that funnels to the middle go, lands it to about 15 feet or so so he's got a birdie putt after vj hits that awesome shot Duvall knows he's finished he hits his shot basically chunks it i think he like just frustrating slaps up the fairway with his iron and just just pitifully <laughs> lowers his head and walks up the fairway Took a couple like samurai swipes at it too. Duvall, his approach shot ends up 30 yards short of the green after it spins back. He has no hope, chips up, gets up and down for his bogey, and VJ steps up to his putt. VJ's got a putt. It's about 12 feet right to left, I think. He's already got the Masters in the bag, but maybe, just maybe, he can hit this putt for some drama on a Sunday. And he just dead set, dead center cut, drains it, arm in the air, crowd rising in the background, elation on his face for the win. You could tell that all the hard work he's put into it has finally paid off. <laughs> VJ never won for the limelight, does not know what to do with his hands or his arms <laughs> or his legs. 
when he wins the Masters. Walks around the green with his appendages swinging. And Tiger's pretty pissed that he lost, so he just wins the next three major major tournaments in a row. (laughs) And then wins the Masters in 2001 for the Tiger, Tiger Slam. All right, Migs, well done. We will get you out of here on this. So VJ's last name is obviously Sing. What song do you think he was singing in his head as he was walking up that fairway on 18 as he, he knew he had this in the bag? Well, it was probably the song by Faith Hill that dropped in 2000. Um, and hit the... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I was looking up like fun things that happened in the year 2000 earlier and uh, breathe. Feels like a woman. <laughs> no, that's Shania Twain, man. That's actually. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Sing was probably listening to I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain, <laughs> which was my favorite song as a nine year old. I actually listened to that song on repeat with my sisters, along with Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, <laughs> which came out in 2007. <laughs> Seven years later. there you have it that is the story and these are the Lynx stories was it 100% accurate yeah that sounds right follow us on twitter at the Lynx stories also see all of our inebriated storytelling podcasts as part of the stories podcast network at the stories pods on twitter as our guests rewrite the past across various sports. Alcoholic drinks are consumed voluntarily by our guests at their own discretion. Please drink responsibly. What can you tell about, uh, also at even par there, first round 72, Tommy Aaron? Anything about him? The uh, forgotten son of Tommy Ar- or the forgotten brother, Tommy Armor, the, the third. I have no idea who Holy, it is. Holy shit. This guy won the 1973 Masters. That's why he's playing. Wow. Oh, my God. This is Sunday, and Tiger's not wearing red. Exactly. He's wearing, he's got like a little red flare towards the bottom of his shirt. It's like a faded at the very bottom, there's like a little red. No wonder he doesn't win. This might have been That's the last true. time he ever... It, this might be the least amount of red he's ever won on a Sunday. Those sleeves could be considered three-quarters length in today's day and age. I mean, that's he's wearing a long-sleeve shirt in my <laughs> ass. They had most of his torso on camera, and you could not see his forearms. <laughs> The only forearms you could see would be if Davis Love III was wearing the shirt. <laughs> Nike's apparel sponsor tries to really, really push for the Capri shirt, the Capri arm shirt in 2000 with Tiger's outfit. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.